Got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Heller Radio. My name is Nora Rose. I am Sally. And I'm Kate. And we need to talk about Destiel. Uh, as we mentioned last time, these are some female-heavy episodes, um, which is awesome. Love to see that. Uh, the first one is Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, Sam and Dean stumble upon a demon who is running from Crowley. Before they have the chance to shut him down, Rowena steps in and takes things into her own hands. Realizing Rowena is trying to recruit and train followers in the art of witchcraft, Sam and Dean come up with a plan to catch her before she can do much damage. Meanwhile, Hannah runs into a blast from her vessel's past, which complicates <laughs> things for her and Castiel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the things we left behind... Castiel finds Jimmy's daughter, Claire, in a group home and she convinces him to break her out. After she runs away from him, Castiel calls Sam and Dean to help her to help find her before she gets in trouble. Meanwhile, Crowley faces his biggest challenge yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. Have you have you guys watched or listened to uh, any clips or anything from the um, oh man what is his name the guy who played Lex Luthor on Smallville he has a podcast oh I have not listened to that nope um he uh he brings on um like you know geektastic actors. Um, like Jensen's been on there and Mark Shepard's been on there. Um, and I definitely watched a clip with Mark Shepard where they brought up Rowena and he was like, it would have been so much better if Rowena had been uh, Crowley's ex-wife rather than <laughs> his mother. And I was awesome. watching these episodes and I was like, oh, that would be so interesting. Rather than the same old, you know, parental issues that we're used to. Yes, that's what I was going to say. This is this is a sexless show about daddy and mommy issues. What are you on about? I mean, they almost have, like, the same, like, dynamic as ex-spouses because of the way that they, like chirp at each other about yeah stuff. Like, yeah you could yeah only, i like, don't think if you, yeah if you changed a few lines it would basically yeah. be the same dynamic yeah i don't think that you would have to change much to make him his ex-wife her his ex-wife pronouns <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know so why funny. why they didn't do that. I guess because they, I, I think they just brought on Ruina as a way to just explain why Crowley is the way Crowley is. <laughs> as to yeah. like unpack his childhood trauma and if she wasn't his mom then there would 
Pinot and Paquin, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know that that was necessary to unpack Crowley's childhood trauma. He's a nothing villain. was ne- <laughs> nothing was necessary. This is like season ten. <laughs> <laughs> what was necessary was packed in like first four seasons or five. Like nothing that happens has to happen anymore. It's just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's weird because, like, functionally in in the story, he, uh, uh, she, and uh, Crowley probably kind of both do the same thing. So I do see why why one of them had to go. Yeah, and then the other because, like, you know, like story wise, they fulfill the same function, kinda. So I don't know. Um, yeah, but I do love her. She is funny, and I do agree that the dynamic is like more like a couple one because i think because both of them are young i mean they're same age basically when you look at them and plus like ruina never had like any motherly feelings helps, i guess yeah or hurts oh yeah yeah i'm i'm guessing it's just because this show is just riddled with issues with parents and so they were like well we harp on fathers a lot so let's throw a mom in there before they brought um before they brought mary back yeah yeah, yeah but they yeah, never bring dads <laughs> back it's always moms <laughs> 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 well these are both episodes that have a lot of discussion about fathers as i'm sure we will get into um, yeah i mean that that yeah. was definitely one of the themes that i <laughs> had was yeah. i mean family in general but yeah definitely fathers specifically mm-hmm. it's very interesting that now i'm thinking about it like crawley is probably the only character who got his son back at yeah. one point yeah. I feel yeah. like he's still alive, right, Gavin? Because the way they left things off. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because he was told not to get on the ship, etc. Et if then I remember correctly, he might come back. I thought so, too, when we watched those episodes. I was like, I'm pretty sure this actor comes back, but I don't remember. So I guess we'll find out. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> I guess. Or we yeah, might not, because it might not be one we talk about. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyways, yeah, but like it's, it's interesting that like he is like a side character. He's not main character, and just like he gets like two people from his past life back. Yeah, which is, is yeah. interesting. So, on the topic of themes, what other themes did we have? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I love how it's a surprise every time. <laughs> themes? Sexy themes? What do we have? <laughs> I actually have some this time. Go ahead. Well, go for it. That I thought about for once. Um, I have two. I have, and they're kind of related maybe on the same coin but um one is the stories that we tell ourselves Mm, because we have a lot of like when they bring back cole which i completely forgot that he was in girls 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 
he has this whole thing that like and even i think dean even says something about it where he says like you've built your life around this thing that you've told yourself you were going to do and was important to you and then like Cass having his whole like the missions come first but then also trying to tell himself that he can fix Claire's predicament and Dean telling himself that he's past saving that he knows how he's gonna die and then Sam and Dean talking about John which we have feelings about i'm sure <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, completely forgot about that scene and was just getting yeah. angrier and angrier the more they were saying stuff <laughs> yeah um and then the other one is returning slash going back to fix your past mistakes or facing your past mistakes so the whole yeah. thing with Cass and Claire and Cole finally going back to his family after realizing that he built his life around something that he didn't understand and Dean trying to return to himself despite the mark like almost like trying too hard to return back to himself Crowley and Rowena reuniting and of course Hannah leaving her vessel so that Caroline can go back to her husband and yeah having all that stuff yeah yeah did you have anything sally uh i did have like the mission as theme but i feel like uh kate already covered that and yeah parents and children which is like so yeah. supernatural <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um can, can we talk about how awful the music is with all of the sexy quote unquote stuff and the hookers and just the the it I don't even know how to describe it but it's just yeah it, <laughs> It's not great. (laughs) (laughs) There's also some stuff like the restaurant that they go to uh, that Rowena takes the girls to Uh is called, and I can't, I'm terrible at French pronunciation, but the, the, the translation is Bistro of Muscles, as in clams. (laughs) Which in French right. is a slang for vaginas. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So like awesome. Nice. Great. That's classy. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if they found this restaurant or if somebody made that sign for this episode. But I'm like, can we not do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the waiter being like, we have a dress code. this was very pretty woman I was like what am I watching (laughs) and plus what they were wearing is kind of very similar to what Julia Roberts is wearing in that I mean it was like yeah okay (laughs) very much very much so yeah but then it was satisfying to have the the demon pimps get to have him get super murdered that was fun 
Yeah. In a fun new way of Rowena. <laughs> yeah. Patriarchy with goo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except that except that her main purpose of being there is not to fuck with the demons because she doesn't know anything about Crowley at this point. Yeah, um no. she's just she just wants the girl f- girls for her own purpose. Yeah. Which yeah. Is also Which, not great. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it's kinda weird why he, I've been thinking why did she choose to get people like basically like recruit prostitutes. Uh because like I'm, it, uh, the thing that's weird, like at the beginning, there's this one girl Dean is trying to sleep with, and she, I mean, it is revealed that she's smart and has a degree from Harvard or whatever. And yeah. then later on, there are the other two, and they, and there's this joke that oh, I don't even read Spanish, and the Ruena is like, it's Latin, it's not Spanish. So like, which side are we choosing? Like, are we? do we want to show that prostitutes are actually smart people or do we want to you know like <laughs> what is going on yeah 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 oh supernatural oh supernatural like, <laughs> we're gonna give you ep- and like the episode in between these has um uh jody and donna uh, yeah yeah and so they there's the series of episodes where they're like, oh, we've had complaints that we don't have enough female characters, but they still manage to, like, air it about <laughs> And yeah. also that the girl who played Shailene was also the ghost of the Victorian prostitute in um, the episode with... <laughs> okay. When Bobby was in the house with all of the yeah. ghosts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like this poor girl <laughs> just keeps getting cast as sex as workers and supernatural. And <sighs> yeah. But I did love that Dean was like so agitated and so irritated when he when he they go to Rose Girls bar whatever it is strip club etc etc and he's like oh somebody beat me to like killing all these fucking demons (laughs) (laughs) he just starts making himself a drink (laughs) super casual also can i jump backwards um and talk about how excited he was for sexy rules (laughs) <laughs> he was so excited <laughs> that that boy I love oh. that he has ruled that he's not gonna pay money <laughs> for for any services this is like <laughs> yeah oh, it's just yep. such a yeah it's just yep. so deep and that his screen name is Impala 67 <laughs> yeah and when he, when she, when she's like, yeah, God, look at me. I mean, look at what I look like. Of course, you have to pay. And I'm just sitting there <laughs> thinking to myself, okay, but like, have you looked at him? No judgment, but he's better looking than you are. Who is very cool here? <laughs> oh man. It's like that inverse of when 
Sam was soulless and the prostitute was like, I'm not yes. gonna, I'm just gonna sleep with him off the clock or making a, <laughs> making a pass at him to sleep with him off the clock. It's just like the opposite of that scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cass and Hannah. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I know that the fandom has taken this line just to mean something for themselves, but the, the whole he's the reason. Yes, I am the fandom. <laughs> I used, to, I used to have that as, as like my cover photo on all social media <laughs> because this is how I feel <laughs> accurate oh man <laughs> but and also before that when, when, when she's undressing in front of him oh my and god he's, yeah we have, yep. we have skipped over that like that is uh, so funny, and especially when we established that Hannah doesn't need to take showers, which we kind of knew, but like I enjoyed that they are repeating that to like really make the point. But I mean, it is funny, so good. And then he's like trying to look respectfully, and he's like, yeah. and then when she like tries to talk to him, he's like, I am looking at your face, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really thought about this a lot, and I don't really think it needs a lot of thinking. But even though there is Hannah, there have been other female people that Cass has had like quote unquote flings with. <laughs> but I still kind of think he is gay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is my chosen reading of everything <laughs> that has happened to Cass. Yes, yeah. throughout the seasons. Um, yeah. And enjoyed... honestly, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> honestly, um, I kind of love that Hannah decides to let. Caroline go and yeah it's it's something we haven't seen from an angel before and it's obviously it's what sets Cass on the path to uh you know finding Claire yeah. um yeah. but it <clears throat> it's kind of heartwarming to see an angel be like no my vessel deserves their life mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh but like yeah it's it's interesting how Cass is kind of trying to now like combine that with the other thing Hannah said about like them not being meant to like experience emotions because that is like mm -hmm. part of her speech where it's like yeah i'm not supposed to like feel this guilty and i'm not supposed to i don't know take showers and feel other human stuff like i'm not built for that yeah yeah but like cast i mean technically i mean cast can't go back because jimmy's dead and like if he i mean i would just 
be a corpse left. But yeah. uh, I mean, if even even if Jimmy wasn't that, I doubt that Cass would do that. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's too uh, I human feel, by now. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah, Hannah is a better angel than Cass in that regard. <laughs> I feel like Cass is a bit selfish in terms of. It's not even that he's selfish. I feel like he is like sort of like addicted to feeling stuff mm. like yeah. you know like it is it's like he gets high on human emotions <laughs> and he's just like literally cannot live without them this is yeah how yeah. he is yeah he i i liked in this that hannah was becoming more like Cass, and that she was moving yeah. towards like having the human feelings where she was like Having the feeling of water on my skin, even though I don't need to shower, and yeah. feeling the guilt and all of that complex emotions. And he was trying to be more like her. He was trying to meet her where she was at, where she was still in the angel mind of thinking, where it was mission only and can't have feelings and stuff. So they were like almost kind of trading places in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, that had caused some friction in previous episodes where he was trying to, like, explain freedom and free will to her and she just was not picking up. Yeah. And, like, not not being able to compute it because she's so used to being an angel who obeys orders and that's the only thing she's allowed to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also interesting that Caroline is still alive and Hannah can, can, I mean knows what she's thinking and how she's feeling whereas with Cass there is no Jimmy if Jimmy was still alive I don't know things could have taken a different turn maybe yeah 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 but now he's just free real estate (laughs) yeah I feel yeah yeah (laughs) yeah he is free free real estate and I feel like once after after Swan Song, when he is like gets decimated and is rebuilt, I feel like it probably feels more like himself than it did before. Yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah. I I I, I do think that Cass is kind of really like one with his vessel at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because they had when we had the whole storyline with sam and lucifer sam was lucifer's intended vessel so it almost feels like do all angels have intended vessels that are meant for them is jimmy cass's intended vessel yeah probably i mean if it's like the because it's in blood right i mean he does possess claire so it's probably i i yeah. kind of view that in the same way uh, uh supernatural talks about um uh what kevin tran was a prophet right yeah, yeah. about about prophets because like there's one and once one dies the next comes in it's kind of the same thing for like the vessels i guess yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then we, we see him possess Claire, and then and Lily Sunder has some regrets. He has a female vessel. Yeah. yeah. But there's and like, no yeah, evidence if, they're, if she's like an ancestor of 
Yeah, Jimmy. but <laughs> a lot of people had Ken and that like that's like Jimmy's great grandma or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have similar vibes. They got yeah. the brunette. Yeah, I think she has blue eyes. Maybe yes, she does. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and then the last thing I want to talk about with this episode is uh, the uh, conversation with Cole at the end. Um, the whole thing you alluded to it earlier. Um, I'm past eight. I'm past saving. I know how my story ends. It's at the edge of a blade or a barrel of a gun. Yeah. It makes I, me so mad. I didn't it makes remember me, any of this. And it was it made me mad the first time I watched it. And then, you know, watching it now with the ending of the show, it makes mm-hmm. me even madder. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Every time the writers give Dean this thing, because he says it multiple times throughout different seasons, I'm just like, you don't understand him like we do. Basically. Correct. (laughs) But like, to make even this about Destiel, the thing that (laughs) makes me insane is that like, once that speech is over and Cole agrees that he should go back to his family and not kill Dean, etc, etc. And then Sam, they are going back to the car and Sam is asking if he really meant what he said about being past saving. Mm -hmm. And Dean is like, oh no, I told him something he needed to hear, you know, just to, you know, go back. And then in the next episode, when they're at the diner and Cass asks him asks him if he's fine and then literally Dean it's literally like that you know like if it, this gets bad I trust you to kill me and I'm like this is literally like two conversations one you have with your kid and pretend everything is fine and one you <laughs> have with your spouse <laughs> yep <laughs> yep <laughs> thousand yep. percent uh, oh yeah. man that whole scene the diner I can't. Also, but with the conversation with Cole, Dean also says, the people who love me pulled me back from the edge. Yes. The people who love him are Sam and Cass. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, yep. he's so close to accepting love. And then he says the I'm past saving thing. And I'm just like, you almost had it, buddy. You were so close. You were so close, and you blatantly were like, "Cass loves me," and then you threw it away. Oh, Oh. man! The things we left behind. I love Catherine Newton. She is so good. She is So so good, and I love that like the industry recognizes that she's so good because she she was in that Pokemon movie she was she's going to be um in the next Ant-Man movie she is a Hollywood star now and yeah. yeah i it's i was talking with my sister the other day and just saying like you know it's like you see someone from a smaller fandom let's say um 
make it into a bigger fandom and you're just like, I'm so proud of you. I know you're probably older than me. Not in Catherine's case, but like, it's just like, I'm so proud of you. I'll be your mother. (laughs) I just looked her up and I cannot believe she is this young. She's young. Yeah, she is. She was born 1997. Don't like that. Because I, I just I, I I wanted to see how old she is in this episode specifically. I mean, is this her first episode? No. Yep, this yeah. is her first episode. Yes. Yeah. So it's a different girl playing younger. Yeah. Girl. So this, I mean, 2014, right? So in 2014, she would have been a oh, 40, 17 years old, right? I think that's how yeah. old Claire's supposed to be. So. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah she's not 18. Casting yeah. actual teenagers to play teenagers. <laughs> what a concept. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I love how when Cass walks through the door, she knows immediately that it's not Jimmy. Yeah. She knows immediately that it's Cass. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing with 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 uh, Claire and Cass is just like probably the most underexplored yes. relationship on the show, and the one relationship I wish was more explored because, like, it is so juicy and so complicated <laughs> and yeah, so sad and so. I mean, it is absolutely insane. Like, can you imagine like having to just literally have the murderer of your father look like your dad and then you are like always missing your dad but like there is this guy who is just, it's insane i just i can't, cannot put it in the words like i don't know i mean <laughs> exactly how does claire even like look at him it's but uh yeah yeah. She's one tough customer. But yeah, it's not even that he looks like her dad. He's her dad's corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walking around. Uh, you know, um, you know how she can uh handle it so well? Because she's so dean coded. Right. But I also I also think that because Cass at one point has possessed her, and I kinda think that helps her understand Cass. Yeah. Because she has That's had true. like a first hand experience of That's him. a very good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like in grand scheme of things, like technically it wasn't Cass who killed Jimmy. And mm-hmm. I also love that he she says that Jimmy was like a good dad. I mean this yeah. is I mean because she could have been be like pissed at him as her dad because she he just literally walked out and just like everything went sideways from there but like yeah no she doesn't acknowledge that he was a good father so that's yeah jimmy being a good dad is very important to me because like yeah. supernatural is full of shitty dads and we need one good dad <laughs> i mean yeah. technically two good dads including cast <laughs> i feel like i feel like to be good dad you have to look like cast this is like the requirement if you don't look like that you can't be a good dad (laughs) the best pool is that shape (laughs) 
it's it's the eyes that are full of love and concern at all times <laughs> yeah yeah uh um other ways that she's teen coded uh i mean they made it very obvious that she was teen coded when they both said that ketchup was a vegetable mm-hmm. yeah um also they both once once she starts to get to know Cass again in this episode and and she calls him she she says he's nicer and kind of a doof <laughs> i yeah. i have i have a feeling that she would if she was like describing Cass to someone she would describe him in the same way that dean describes him yeah yeah <laughs> just no, a little dude <laughs> just a little dude yeah yeah they also both fix his tie yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man i love that scene i love that i mean Cass like says something and just and he's like oh my lo- voice is too low as if the woman even know <laughs> knew what jimmy right. sounded like and just right? exactly <laughs> he's, yeah. i just like, loved him trying so hard to be a convincing normal human being but then like being awkward with having a tie because he hasn't worn one for so long yeah well like, and even yeah. when he wore it he always wore it uh loose and backwards loose. yeah yeah yep he was just like a little kid getting dressed for a special occasion and he's just like all squirmy and i love it yeah yeah and then that scene in the diner with dean and cass It's so domestic. It's so domestic. This is probably my favorite scene of them together. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. It It has has everything. And and we would we would be remiss to uh, gloss over the fact that Dean is wearing the bisexual plaid. Yes. Yes. Very much. And. And and that whole that whole exchanging of the food, yeah. After he's done with his, but they ordered some for Cass. Uh, <laughs> so that, it's I mean, so it's like a well-oiled machine. Like they have yeah, done right? this like their thing. <laughs> they go into diners, order two cheeseburgers. Cass never eats. Dean has one. Then has the second one. I mean, yeah. yeah. Cass just like moves his arm so that Dean can acquire second cheeseburger, and it's just, oh, it's just so cute. <laughs> the whole yeah. thing about midlife crisis and him being in yes! is so cute. It feels <laughs> just so like that is a kind of conversation like a couple would have. Like it's yeah, so like offhand, funny, and yeah. The thing that kills me about this is all of this is going on. And then that Dean can't like sustain eye contact with Cass. Yes. He's always yeah. like fidgety and like he can't look at him that long. The only time that he looks at him for an extended period of time is when he's saying, please kill me. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> eye contact to seal the deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then of course there's that exchange. I ain't exactly a role model and Cass says that's not true. And Dean goes through this face journey that is just... <laughs> oh, my uh, God. We should give Jensen Eccles an Emmy. <laughs> I mean, I will make I know, it with right? my own hands. 
<laughs> I mean, just the oh, yeah, close-in facial expressions in this scene, and like he's all fidgety and can't look at Cass, but Cass has like the gaze of love and concern. <laughs> it's like drilling into Dean's yeah. face. Yep. It just it's so good and this whole thing about like i ain't a role model and like cassie's last i mean the confession the whole confession being literally the opposite of that one phrase dean has said and then he's listing everything that's like actually good and something to aspire about i mean it's i mean it gives me so many feelings <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that they just automatically, Sam is sent off to go to the group home to investigate, and Dean is like, "Yeah, I will sit with you at the diner and have a little date." <laughs> yeah, and they're sitting so close to each other, and Dean is like hunched over the table. Like, I think a lot of that has to be because. They have to keep them both in the shot and balance the shot, but yeah, in in my mind, it's just like, can you sit any closer to each other? Yeah, but honestly, I mean that. But we saw Claire and Cass have like diner, uh, have, have food the at the opposite. same time. Diner, yeah. diner, they sat opposite of each other, so like it's not just that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <clears throat> uh, um, after Cass, uh, finds Claire at the gas and sip and stops her from rubbing it, um, she says, uh, I used to pray to you, Castiel, every night. Oh, and I don't know about you, but that sounded familiar. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. Encoding. Yeah, right? Encoding. <laughs> yeah. The- the troubled child, the the just pure attitude, and the praying to Cass every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof, the, the, the parallels. And then yeah. when Cass admits that he actually heard her prayers, and that's like what makes Claire so angry in that moment, and I totally get her. Oh, yeah. Uh, For sure. I feel like the thing about Cass and why I love him, it's not like, oh, he has never done anything, but like he has done some terrible shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, he's like, yeah, I know that I did this wrong and I'm trying to do it the right way now. And I do appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. And he, when he admits that he heard the prayers, he just looks so pained and you can really feel that yes he does feel guilty but he is also genuinely sorry but I also don't blame Claire for not seeing that yeah. or not giving that to him she's just like no you feel guilty there's a difference yeah yeah. she's had to be so defensive basically all of her formative years and there again, there is a wonderful fake by subsequels, if I'm remembering this right, about Dean, uh, about Cass and Claire, uh, or Jimmy and Claire, uh, kind of like uh, moving in together and like being father and daughter. But is it really Jimmy? 
is it cast it's interesting i don't know read it <laughs> it is it is it is a very good like study of basically that relationship like claire and cast and um mostly claire yeah it's yeah cool focuses on her heavily and yeah it is good um, did you guys notice the how so Cass asked Dean if he loved his father and they say he says yes I but believe him. there's yeah. this huge pregnant pause before oh, yes. he answers oh yes yeah he, go- he also goes through a face journey during that yes He's like, how, he's like, you asked like the most complicated, question. <laughs> second most complicated question that Dean could be asked. But uh, yeah, and then Sam looks at Dean like, oh shit, <laughs> this is a <laughs> I mean, Sam can say that he did love his father because his father is Dean. And I- <laughs> <laughs> But I do believe he did love his father. I believe Sam also loved his father. It's like, it's very, I don't know, it's a fun personal experience from just like being a kid and having had parents and having parents. It's just like, <laughs> you do love your parents no matter what, but like that is independent from other shit, right? So I feel like yeah. on like an emotional level, Dill obviously loved his dad and still loves his dad probably, but like he also sees a lot better now all the shortcomings uh, yeah. John had yeah. and all the ways he treated Dean badly so yeah and the way that he like first of all I just love the image of this story of Dean being, <laughs> being surrounded by punks and I'm like where was punk <laughs> Dean I need it um, yeah. but he kind of like trails off at the end of the story of like John coming into CBGB's to pick him back up and take him back and it just has that kind of gap again from is it Dark Side of the Moon when he says yes dad came home and he just trails off and just like yeah yes the writers can add as much as they want about Dean loving John but there's dark undertones to this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is, I mean, even though the interesting thing about this is, like, even though, like, in this episode, Cass directly asks uh, Dean about his father and knows that Dean, yeah, Dean says, yeah, I love my father, etc., etc. But, like, in the confession, he's, like, this, there is this whole thing about, like, being daddy's blunt instrument. And, like, I mean, he did get an answer, but, like, he was still able to, like, actually read the real you. <laughs> so, like, yeah. 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 Uh, they are so much. Yeah. <laughs> also, that this is happening in a tiki bar just is the icing on the cake. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> With like palm tree decorations everywhere. <laughs> and it's all like brightly colored. And it just, I don't know. Somebody was having a thing with like tropical themed bars in the production staff because there's a bunch of them in season 10. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this is the same one when Dean and Crowley are drinking 
when he's the de- he's a demon. I don't know. <laughs> it it might be the same, yeah. like set, but it's decorated differently. But there was something a long time ago, and I tried to find the post on Tumblr, but it was like all of these tiki bar references are like coded, like gay bar, um, stuff from like the fifties and sixties. Like flamingos were interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And then the other thing about Claire being Dean coded is that we find out later that Claire is not straight. So. Right? <laughs> yes. Right? Silver The play. most important <laughs> Dean coding point. And we almost gloss over it. Unforgivable. Oh, man. Um, Wait, does, does Dean find out that Claire isn't straight? They don't I, think so. I think he does, but they never like. Of course, it's fucking. They don't talk about it, so they never talk about it explicitly. But like when they have the whole, um, when they have the whole thing with Kaya and Kaya caring about Claire, he sees all of that. They just don't actually. Yeah, I'm just like trying to remember (laughs) if there is a face journey or not. Why I ask? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a face journey later that it's just a slow face journey he keeps to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can I say fuck Randy? Yes. Randy yeah. got what was coming. Oh my god. Okay, so I saw a post the other day. That said, um, you know, with the mark, they try to make Dean into this bad guy. But all of his killing sprees are totally justified. And he only kills bad people like the Steins. They're bad people. And these dudes who... The guy who is about to rape Claire and Randy and all of... The Lone Sharks henchmen yeah. all deserve to die. Yeah. Yep. And then Sam comes in and he's like, Tell me that you had to do it. It's like, well, he kind of did. Like, they were Randy- jackasses. Yeah. Like, Rand- those the Lone Sharks were going to kill him. Like, they, they were actively trying to fight him. And Randy was tied to the chair. So you could make the argument that's not self defense. But of course, he's going to kill Randy. He just sold Claire. To these days. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and the thing is, like, you could, you could say, you know, well, Claire got away, so, you know, she's safe. The guys don't need to be killed anymore. But to be perfectly honest, if they were going to do that once, they've probably done it before and they were going to do it again. Yeah. Like, this guy, the guy comes up to her room and locks the door like he's done that. Oh, yeah. And... Also, why they bring Claire back into the house to get seriously? Dean? Like, you don't. She doesn't need to. Why would? Why? Like I, Sam going back to the house to get Dean. Understandable. Cass should have kept Claire in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a bunch I of mean, dead bodies. Sorry, we traumatized. Me. Because the unwritten rule is that all of Cass's children should have beef with Dean. <laughs> this is. <laughs> This is the stepdad <laughs> dynamic. So he, she has to see that Dean killed somebody who she cared about, aka Randy. He was a douchebag, but still. So yeah, so yes. she wouldn't like Dean. Um, yes. 
Even though Dean at his heart just wants to be a dad and be a better dad than John ever was, and it Obviously. breaks my heart. Yeah. Uh, this is this yeah. is why why season fifteen Dean makes no sense, but we will get there when we get to season fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I have a question about this scene. Mm-hmm. Um. So Dean has the flashback, or not the flashbacks, but like the dream or the vision at the beginning of the episode, and then they match cut it with him fighting these loan sharks and Randy. Are the people that are in his vision supposed to be people specific? Because they don't really show their faces, and it's not a scene that we've seen before. So is it just Uh, supposed to be generic people that he's murdered because of the mark? Yeah, I think it's just supposed to be generic. Okay. I didn't know if I'd forgotten something or, like, it was an episode that we hadn't watched in in this process. I was like, why is this specific scene happening? Because it's not him having a vision of the future because the bodies in his dream are different than the ones that he actually murders. So I was confused. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just generic. Yeah, I just just think it was done just to amplify the Mark's effects on Dean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it did give us a classic men in Supernatural on their knees covered in blood, so I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good times. Good times. All right. Um, Anything else? Any little tidbits? Any... Bits of trivia? I've got some bits for you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the, uh, in Girls, 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 these are both from Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, the dead bellhop that they use, the demons use to get Rowena to open the door uh-huh. uh, is named Matt Kennedy, and he is a fan who is well known for his Castiel cosplay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, somehow he got on the show, um, but he's at VanCon Castiel on Twitter, and there were pictures of him uh, with Misha at a panel. Like, he was dressed as Cass, and then Misha and this guy were, like, staring at each other, like, giving each other cast faces at each other. <laughs> so shout out to uh, Matt Kennedy. And then um, when Dean gets his phone out with the uh, the dating app on it... Um, under interests, he wrote, rolling through town, no strings attached, interested, question mark. <laughs> and he, it, it is there because uh, at a con, Jensen gave that as an answer to what would be Dane's, uh, Dean's dating profile. I can't talk. And Robert Burns was there and he was like, oh, I got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was writing this script at the time, and so he was like, well, that's the perfect answer, so I'm putting that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Jensen knows Dean. Jensen knows Dean. So Wait, do we see go. actually the, like, interested gender thing? Like, interested women, interested uh, men, interested both? I mean, uh, the dating profiles do have that. I don't know if they... They do have that. I think it said women. Right. Or it didn't say it at all. But it right. just had it listed as his little, like, thing. Also, I'm wondering, so the photo that they used for the dating pro- profile 
is clearly one that was taken from set like a few years ago but within the context of the story why does that photo exist it's him by the (laughs) impala and like looking all who took that photo who took that photo i need to (laughs) i'm gonna tell myself it was cass (laughs) yeah me too me too Cass was like, ooh, the Impala is so shiny. You you did a good job detailing it, Dean. Let's take a picture. <laughs> you are oh, joking man. here as if they don't carry photos of each other around. As if we have to just fabricate this. Excuse you. <laughs> I mean, when we... In the previous episode, when, when Dean was gone and Sam was going through his room at the bunker and he had that stack of photos, I was like, society, if there had been a photo of Dean and Cass together that Sam would have taken of them, like, laughing at each other. But yeah. we yeah. don't get to have that, so... No. Oh, all right. So next episode, we're doing 10-10, The Hunter Games, and 10-14, the Executioner's Song. Um, I'm 95% positive. Yes. Uh, the Executioner's Song is The Return of Cain. So that'll sure be great. Is. We love ourselves some uh, Timothy Omenson. Um, mm-hmm. Father of murder. Yes. <laughs> Father of murder. <laughs> um, and yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, in the meantime, this has been Hella Radio. My name is Nora Rose. I am Sally. And I'm Kate. Our sound editing is by Josh. Music by Kalua. Give them hell, hellers. Do you know if you love me? Do you know if you try? Do you know if you hold me? Just to make me cry. Just hold Let me cry